You're listening to Mortgage 101, your guide to home ownership with Clinton Wilkins and myself, Todd Vino. Coming up in this segment, the pros and cons of static payments. How a static payment can affect your amortization. The wake-up call facing certain borrowers. Adjusting to rate changes. And the need for new construction. We were discussing a, a situation that you were on my talk show mm-hmm. a, a week or so ago yeah. because it, it, it was alarming when I read the headline and the story. And I said, I need Clinton Wilkins to offer some clarity. So instead of me describing what the story was all about, I'll defer to you, the expert. Sounds great. So there are some lenders in Canada, primarily bank lenders, brick and mortar lenders that have a variable rate mortgage, which have a static payment. And what's been happening is as the interest rates have gone up with the Bank of Canada, the amount of principal and interest payment has not been covering any any principal. Basically, the amount of the payment has not even been covering the interest, which means the amortization has been negative. And every month that goes by, these borrowers owe more than they did the previous month. And that's considered a negative amortization. Obviously, it's a negative situation for a borrower. Mm-hmm. And a negative situation for the lender, their our risk level basically has increased every single month. And the federal government is not cool with this. Mm-hmm. They don't like it. They want borrowers to make sure that their payments are at least covering the interest. Yeah. And they are proposing or actioning or putting you know legislation into place that these amortizations cannot exceed 40 years. Mm-hmm. So when a payment would get to an amortization of 40 years, it would then trigger and the payment would need to go up to go back to the original amortization. Not every lender has an adjustable payment. Most of the lenders that we deal with Mm -hmm. that have a variable rate mortgage have an adjustable payment. So our clients are not that concerned with this. Do you have anybody in this situation? We certainly do. And my personal mortgage has a static payment and I'm in a variable. So the the advantage of the static payment is... Is what? Is your payment stays the same, yeah. but you have to self-manage. You have to do a payment increase. You have right. to do a lump sum payment yeah. to make sure you're keeping your amortization right. in line. So what type of client would be ideal in order? Somebody who has uh, extra income or I savings? I think people, people that have extra savings that could do a lump sum payment, yeah. a static payment works out great. Right. In a raising rate environment, clients do not want a static payment. No. They wished that their payment would have increased and kept their amortization in line. By and large, Canadians want to pay down their mortgage. This type of mortgage... It's great because you know what your payment is, but not great if you really want to pay your mortgage down, especially in an increasing rate environment. So we've heard something like amortizations, crazy numbers based on this. 100-year amortizations. Yeah. In, in, in That's it, but that, amortizations that, that are basically infinity because if the payment isn't covering at least like a dollar worth of principal, right. the amortization is negative. But that's not going to play out. Forever. Or is it? Or is it? It will until these mortgages come up for renewal and these borrowers are going to get a real surprise. Yeah. They're going to get a real surprise because then their lender is going to want to bring their amortization back in line, Todd. Yeah. So what happens if you go from amortization of infinity and have to go down to 20 years? Yeah. You are going to get a wake-up call. thousand more a month, potentially? Who knows? It depends on how much you owe. And it depends where the rates are at that time. Right. Not every lender acts like this, though. Not every lender does. So I think that's where you really need to understand the type of mortgage that you have. And I have these conversations with borrowers because some lenders that do have a static payment will let it go up until the payment is not covering just the interest. Then they'll say, okay, we got to reset or you have to do a payment increase. Other lenders have a trigger rate. If the rate gets to this point, then the payment is going up. 
And it's really a conversation that a lot of these lenders are having with borrowers. But some borrowers are just in a situation where they don't want to increase their payment or they can't make a lump sum payment. But that's not sustainable. No. Especially when it comes up for renewal, that's when these borrowers are going to get a wake-up call. I know in our last segment, we really talked about these fixed rates, and I'm so concerned, and it keeps me up at night, yeah. borrowers out of these very low fixed rates that are coming up for renewal because they're getting a big wake-up call. But these variable rate clients that are in a static payment, if they've not hit the trigger or you know, if their lender will never trigger it, uh, is really very concerning. Okay, so is this a gap perhaps in lending rules? Should this have been allowed? Or? I think that it is, I think it is a gap. Yeah. I think if you have a mortgage and you're making a principal and interest payment, in my personal opinion, your amortization should never get longer than the amortization you took out originally. Mm-hmm. And that's just my opinion. I prefer a variable rate mortgage with an adjustable payment. I prefer that. And I believe it's safer. I think borrowers, you know, want to pay down their mortgages. I think that their amortization staying in line is is a good thing. You know, that's the way that I prefer to have a variable. Not every lender acts like that, though. It's just mm-hmm. that that's the reality. Every lender is a little bit different. And that's why I think dealing with an unbiased mortgage professional right now, Todd, is just so, so, so important. Yeah. All right. So let's let's go back. I know that we're talking a lot about interest rates, but mm-hmm. I mean, why wouldn't we, right? It's a hot, honestly, it's, it's, a hot it's a hot topic. And it is a, cross, it is a crisis. That's really. right. So we can remember a, a number of years ago when it was uh, interest rates were at historic lows. You mentioned a 1%. And Tiff Macklem, the uh, of, of the Bank of Canada, mm-hmm. uh, they were basically promoting this, saying, "Now's the time to go do, borrow money. Go borrow money. Yep. Spend money. Spend money." So was that somewhat reckless or irresponsible, uh, based on what we're now seeing? I don't think they had the foresight that inflation was going to no, be out okay, of control because inflation fine. was negative at that time. I basically. get it. That's fine. But you don't have the foresight, but that you, you're supposed to be able to be the, the person on the watchtower, right? The, mm-hmm. the, the guy on the on the wall who's got, supposed to, he's paid the big money uh, and you're supposed to be able to potentially not predict a pandemic. But I just think that a lot of people were sold, I don't want to say a bill Cheap of money. goods, but uh, yeah. And- Tiff Macklem actually said that the rates were going to be low for a very long time. That did not end up being the case. Right. And myself included, we take all the information that we are given from the Bank of Canada, from economists. We're always gathering information. Yep. And, you know, just like when the pandemic first struck, we're like, oh, this is going to be two weeks. This is going to be over. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're going to get back to normal. Things are going to continue. And then things just keep, keep dragging on, dragging on, dragging on. And that's why... You have to be able to pivot and you have to be able to change perspective and you need to fall on your sword sometimes that, you know, the information is changing. And right now, I think the rates are going to be high for some time. I think they're going to be high into 2024. And then if inflation comes under control, I think rates are going to start softening. But rates are going to go down a lot slower than they went up. I guarantee you. Yeah. yeah, That that I will tell you. Yeah. And I'm not an economist, Todd. Right. Uh, you know, I, you can call me a barstool economist or whatever, but yeah. luckily I do get called on uh, for my the advice and, you know, share my opinion. And this is, this is my opinion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes opinions are right. Sometimes they're wrong. And sometimes these are predictions based on, you know, information that I've gathered from economists, from, you know, uh, lenders and yeah. things like this. So. so I would think that uh, th- that pre-existing builds would not be as impacted as new construction and and mm-hmm. new construction is what we really really need in order yeah. to help deal with the alleviate the housing crisis obviously right? yeah we definitely need a lot more new construction yeah. of all types of properties right yeah. so i'm not just talking single family homes because i think sometimes when we think new construction we're thinking like 
you know, the McMansions. Mm-hmm. And we're thinking like beautiful, you know, big new new construction single family. That that's not what I'm talking about. Yes, we need those, but we need all styles of housing. We need townhomes, we need multifamilies, we need condos, apartments, we need all types of housing right now. Yeah. Um on my way here to record, uh I heard a, a news um information yep. saying that HRM uh, has partnered uh, to put up a bunch of small, tiny homes mm-hmm. outside of Sackville. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was very cool. Um, I think they were doing like 50 units or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these are the things that we need to do. We need to start thinking more outside of the box. And, you know, Halifax Regional Municipality certainly has been doing that as well, you know, changing their legislation around, you know, laneway homes, second units in people's homes and yeah. whatever. We need more density on yeah. the peninsula. Yeah. You know, I drove here today along Roby Street and there's so many lots ready to go that are ready to get buildings going. Mm-hmm. And I think through these huge, you know, big corridors in Halifax, yep. this needs to be all tower, 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 mm-hmm. because it's much easier to have the density yeah, in density. that core, yeah. especially around things like transportation. Yeah. And, you know, then people can walk and we can build more density in the downtown core. Yeah, we don't need sprawl. More sprawl is not Sprawl is expensive. Yeah. And sprawl is not good for residents. As much as we sometimes want to protect, uh, you know, the historic and we want mm-hmm. to, you know, prevent, you know, all these towers, the towers will be good for building more density in the core of Halifax, which I am for. Indeed. Mortgage One One, your guide to home ownership. If you've liked what you've heard and you want to learn more, feel free to visit us online at teamclinton.ca.